A man and his boy own a small farm in the western United States. The pair of them run a small grocery store for the local residents and the weary travelers of the road. They live a quiet, simple life until one day a group of young city folk visit their grocery store. An accident occurs which results in the death of the man's son. Burning with rage, he visits the house of a rumored witch up in the hills to enact revenge. She accepts his wish. This man thought these teenagers were raising hell at his shop. He has no idea what types of hell will be raised to punish these young souls. Maybe his own. Be careful what you wish for. This is It Records. <laughs> well, thanks for, you know, coming back over the internet airwaves known as podcasts. That's what we're doing today. Um, going over the 1988 film Pumpkinhead, directed by Stan Winston. Afraid raising the dead ain't within my power. Will it be alright? Should I be afraid? All she can do is take you straight to hell. You go home and you bury your boy. Some folks will say is how she's got powers. Who are you? Ed Harley. What do you want, Ed Harley? Say it. You're looking for vengeance. Vengeance. Say it. There's no graveyard way back. in there. It was an accident. It's his directorial debut, actually. Uh, and I'm not sure, I believe, I don't know if it's his only film, but I know for sure it's his first film that he directed. Yes. I yeah. am looking it up right now because I didn't bother looking it up. Uh, Pumpkinhead is a 1988 horror film that, after a tragic accident, a man um, conjures up a towering, vengeful demon called Pumpkinhead to destroy a group of unsuspecting teenagers. pretty straightforward film and I, I guess as you look up Stan Winston I know this is his directorial debut but he's more known for special effects that was his whole claim to fame that makes sense with the monster yeah this, did you guys uh, happen to look up any of the other films Stan Winston had a part in for special effects he has one other movie that he directed What's, which is what uh, Homeward Bound a gnome named Norm Oh, that sounds promising. Gnome named Norm? Yes. What year was that? 1990. Alright. And okay. we haven't heard from him since? 
Uh, he's like, done some special effects. The last time he did special effects was Shutter Island. Okay, so like 2010. That's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> I think his big heyday, Stan Winston, is known for um, in like the late 80s, 90s special effects, even really the 80s. This is 88. But I, I believe he did the Terminators, especially Terminator 2, Aliens, and Jurassic Park, the first three. Those pop, those come up at the top of my head. He might have done Edward some other Edward Hands is also up here. Edward Scissorhands. I believe he agreed to do this film as his directorial debut. He brought along a few other special effects guys with him to help him write it, and that if he could have control over making the monster. That was his big thing, if he was going to direct a movie. He could create whatever monster he kind of saw fit with Pumpkinhead. I always thought Pumpkinhead was similar to the alien creature, like, guy. I thought he was involved, but maybe I'm incorrect. Wait, Alien? Yeah. Like yeah, Stan Winston did Aliens. Oh, So. okay. So it is, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was thinking of that, like, I can't remember. He's, like, Norwegian or something. I don't know. <laughs> uh... That really weird, you know, he was, like, inspired from a painting to make Alien. That dude. I'm not sure. I'm looking it up, because I, um, I forget. Yeah, well, and speaking of Aliens and the connection, our main character in this film, uh, I believe his name is Ed Harley, is played by Lance Henriksen. But you might know that actor if you are well-versed in, I don't know, Hollywood films. But he plays, he is in Alien. Or, no, he's in Aliens, plural, I believe. He plays one of the androids. So he was brought over, I believe, because of his relationship with Stan Winston. Nice. I don't think I've seen him in anything before, so... He was new to me. Yeah, I don't think he's in... in. I don't think he's in a lot. He's in... Alien vs. Predator, Near Dark, he is in Hard Target with Van Damme. I highly recommend that if you guys have not seen that movie. Definitely haven't. Yeah. I haven't seen many Van Damme movies. Only... Oh, Bloodsport? Have you seen Bloodsport? I've seen Bloodsport and Kickboxer. (laughs) Okay. As long as you've seen those, you're good. And I've seen the one... Where, oh my god, Dennis Rodman uses a calc machine to stop a, a bomb. Dennis killing. Rodman? Um, it's called like Double, double Team? Yep, that's it. <laughs> okay, alright. Double Team? Yeah, it's I've seen one. that. My uncle, my great uncle was watching it at his house. And then he was like, yeah, this movie's really good. And I was watching it with him, and it was really awful. <laughs> and I thought that, like, and this was like, I don't know, maybe ten years ago. <laughs> I was just looking up, we were talking about actors in this film, Lance Hendrickson. And I was going to say, there's only one other person I really recognized. And uh, his name is 
Mark, is it? Oh, sorry, not Mark. John De De Aquino, I think it is. He plays Joel in this film. He plays like the badass uh, guy who was on probation. Yeah. Yeah. I noticed him because he is was in Third Rock from the Sun, but he's also in Seinfeld. Um, so that's how I remember seeing him. I didn't him. remember Haley from either of those. I could tell you in excruciating detail what he is in Seinfeld, but he just dates Elaine. I'll say that. He, that's his character. Oh, he dates Elaine. Is he the guy who, he, he rides a motorcycle and he like gets injured or whatever? Is that him? No, that's not him. And he's the one who's like... Uh, he bet her that Dustin Hoffman was in Star Wars. Oh, if, not, if, he, yeah. if he's not, we'll go on a date. And Jerry's like, oh, that was it. Of course he, he knew Dustin Hoffman was in Star Wars. He just wants to go on a date. And it slowly evolves into he gets her to go to a dinner with his parents. And he's like, what? We're just going to dinner with my parents. It's no big deal. She's like, no, that's a very big deal. That's a very <laughs> I remember now. I was like trying to think yeah. of like, because he was young in this movie. I was trying to think of a young guy. But he actually is probably yeah. like around like her age at that time because it was like 10 years later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pumpkinhead, we can kind of go into the horror elements of it. I chose it this week. Uh, this was Matt Pick for the It Records podcast. And I chose it because I felt like it fell into the genre of a creature feature, which we haven't really done any of those films in a while such as like critters would fall into that or you could really say even like jaws could be a creature feature to some extent or it's a monster really but just a creature feature horror film i still think it falls into that category um would you guys agree or think it falls into any other subgenre? creature feature for sure it's definitely a creature feature um i mean it's kind of like it's got slasher elements to it because it's like in a cabin and it's like slowly fucking killing teenagers yeah there's a body count I, I read this so I wasn't counting myself but the body count is 7 but only 4 were killed by pumpkin heads so I'm like okay wait what am I missing interesting so yeah. the kid died not from Pumpkinhead. Right, that's kind of the start of... Well, and the also, first death in the film was he actually... Didn't get hit, he didn't get hit that hard by the motorcycle. Let's say that. He he got a, a little boo-boo. <laughs> he, he, got, he got the wind knocked okay, out of but him. Like... And the kid fucking died. Okay, but the kid's like eight. And the motorcycle is coming at him like yeah. how many miles per hour? I would say ten. Yeah. I would say ten miles per hour. Because he's... Bri- he is breaking, or at least staring away. Yeah. So, yeah, it wasn't a grotesque, brutal death, but the kid did pass away from a motorcycle accident, which is really the catalyst of the story. Yes. So the grieving father, yeah. then, um, you know, at first he wants to bring his child back, of course, but um, he seeks out the, you know, the wise witch of the mountain i don't really know uh what her title is exactly um she tells him that's not possible well he decides the next best thing is to seek revenge 
which uh, he's warned by her that uh, if he is after revenge, it's going to come at a terrible price. And he's like, no, no, I want to do it. Let's do it. So they proceed. I don't care what it costs. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. And then he does. Yeah. So, yeah, he wants to seek revenge on the teenagers that were responsible for his child stuff. Really, there's only one teenager that was responsible for it. Like, yeah, they were all kind of in a group. You know, he's mad at them all. But really, it was just one of them's fault. Well, yeah, because the other ones were very sympathetic. Mm-hmm. I felt like they wanted to call the police and get an ambulance. And he's like, I'll wait for the dad to come mm-hmm. back. And Joel's like, I'm on probation for... Like something else, another murder or whatever. I can't get caught. I've again. been drinking. Yeah, I I've can't been drinking. Do it. That's a strong theme throughout this film that I feel like is prevalent with slashers is revenge. And even though all of them weren't really at fault, as you said, they're all gonna pay the ultimate price for. I like for how the most kid. innocent people like died first. Yeah, like the mm-hmm. woman who felt very sad died. The the kid who like tried helping the boy fucking died i was like oh the most innocent people are dying first and then and then like it's like the punky teenager on promotion like dies like getting stabbed with the gun interesting way to go yeah he was like one of the last wasn't he yeah yeah because two yeah Hmm. what's the body count of seven I guess there's probably well, one in one in the begin in the very beginning was like a flashback. Yeah, there's one. The young okay, boy. Two. Yeah. Uh the one girlfriend who was like the most sympathetic to the kid dying who started yeah. crying. She gets killed first, and then her boyfriend, I believe. No, her boyfriend dies first. Okay. But yeah. um Joel dies, his girlfriend died as okay. six. His girlfriend died before him. That's what happened. Yeah. He sees her in the kitchen. So that's six and seven must be Ed. Okay. Yeah. Is that all? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Burr, burr, burr. I'll put the sound effect in there, <laughs> full too. Full spoilers already. <laughs> well, I mean, it's Yeah, full like spoilers on that last years. one. Um, but yes. Yeah, you know what? Movie's been out for a while. We don't have to give spoilers anymore. Fucking watch it. If you don't want to watch it. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Three years of pumpkin head. So, the way that this works is, like, when you summon the pumpkin head, which, to be clear, I was kind of holding out for, like, a pumpkin-shaped head. That's not what this is. Um, he's just called that, or it's just called that because uh, when you go to dig up this corpse, like, to make everything start, like, happening, it's all, all it is, it's, it's in a pumpkin patch. That's why it's called pumpkin head. No other reason. Um, but I guess, like, the witch, uh, takes, like, the little boy's blood and the father's blood and kind of, like, it's mixed in there when he's digging up this corpse. So that's why when, uh, Pumpkinhead is acting and, like, killing, committing these murders, that Ed starts to experience it through his, the monster's eyes. I actually completely forgot about that part because I've seen this movie before. And I just did not remember this movie literally at all. Mm-hmm. Besides um, the kid dying, I remember that. I remember Pumpkinhead the monster, and I remember like the dad being mm-hmm. like r- regretful and trying to kill the monster. Those are the only things I remember. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, the plot is pr- it's pretty much the plot. I think most of the movie is why people it's a cult film. It most people don't know about it unless you like know horror films. Uh, is not for the story, but the creature is pretty cool looking, and like the atmosphere. I felt like I got at least when I first saw it. This is my first time viewing it, by the way. Um, I got like a Sleepy Hollow vibe at the beginning yeah. that Tim Burton did. Uh, really created an atmosphere, the mise en scene, and those colors of like what we were getting into, especially with the witch, because there's that witch in the woods in Sleepy Hollow as well. Um, I think the film did a really good job of that. It really felt it for being a low, not many story elements going on, like when he's digging up the, the pumpkin head like it's like all that fog is coming in and he's like up on that mound digging out the pumpkin head like that that's a really cool set i thought um and it really provided a different layer to the film it made it seem it kept... like an old urban legend yeah i wish it kept like kind of like the atmosphere from the beginning of the movie like throughout like the whole time mm-hmm. or like at least when the pumpkin head was like summoned like you said, there was, like, scenes where well, it was really cool, but I wish, like, once Pumpkinhead was, like, summoned, like, the whole atmosphere would be like that until he was gone. I, w- I wish it was like that. I think that would have made the movie cooler because there are cool things about it, like the creature and, like, the atmosphere, but I wish the atmosphere was more in the forefront with the monster. Yeah, well, and speaking of the monster, and I think, I think, Lindsay, you touched on this, when... Ed basically calls on this demon to revenge his son's death. He has to use his blood and his son's blood to resurrect the demon. There's the interesting element, I thought, that Ed then has to witness through the eyes of Pumpkinhead when he's killing the victims. Right. Did you guys like that that piece of the story? Yeah, I think that added a more unique element to it and you know, kind of causes the main character to experience his regret and like, oh, this is way too much. Like, this is more than what I bargained for. Um, So yeah, I think that was a really nice touch that you don't don't see that too often. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, I think you get that revenge plot a lot, or at least that anniversary revenge plot in Slashers a lot, but you don't get that tragedy human element from the monster all the time. And it's really not pumpkin head feeling remorse, but it's Ed having to see through the eyes of the monster killing these kids, and then he feels remorse, and he like almost re- he does regret doing what he did right. because he is still it's human. Interesting. Go ahead, Peter. What are you gonna I say? I was just saying, like he's feeling that because he's human. Um, you know, he's not he's not a monster. He's just connected to it, so he's experiencing it yeah. as such. But what were you gonna say? I liked how, like, how the monster basically was on, like, you couldn't defeat it no matter the times you tried to kill it. Like, this is going near the end, but, like, it, it only got hurt when Ed got hurt, and I thought that was kind of interesting, made him feel more connected, and, I don't know, like, another, like, unique layer to this, like, kind of creature feature that didn't have a whole lot of plot to it. It had, like, just had cool like elements to it like with the just I don't want to say world building but like just kind of like what goes behind the movie I guess 
Mm-hmm. And I, I I think it gave the demon even more of a a lore to it that you know you kill Freddy by he gets lit on fire generally Jason drowns the pumpkin head can only be killed once the revenge has taken place completely or the person who enacted the revenge uh, is killed you're setting because... rules and then you're following the rules to kind of make it make sense right mm-hmm. they created that world and 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 speaking of Freddy, um, I liked in this in this film. Uh, they had a song about Pumpkinhead, which is an element that he, Freddy has that Nightmare on Elm Street one two Freddy's coming for you three four. Yada yada yada. Uh, they had those kids singing at the grocery store, and I don't have the lyrics in front of me. I wish I did, but they sing ah, the the, the yeah. Pumpkinhead song because they're like Pumpkinhead's gonna get you. Yes. And it kind of builds that world right there at the beginning. Good point. Yeah, it was a real boogeyman for um, that area. <laughs> mm-hmm. It makes you wonder how often he gets summoned. Because it seems like there's literally no one there besides Ed and his kid, those farm kids, and the witch. <laughs> yeah. It's like a little ghost town. Mm-hmm. That's true. But it it at least seems to be I don't know spoilers alert I already said that Ed is one of the victims in the film but it does seem that Pumpkinhead is a repetitive cycle of how he works where um, even though Pumpkinhead is killed basically the demon is always resurrected when revenge is needed uh-huh. yeah you just you just dig him up again out of the grave uh-huh. it doesn't matter that he was killed because he'll come back at some point. And I know there are sequels to this, which I've never seen. Comic books, uh, too. I have not. There's at least two or three sequels, I think. Remember yeah. Correctly. There is a sequel that came out directly to video in 94 called Pumpkinhead 2 Blood Wings. And then there's two sequels after that, so four total. Um... This third one's called Pumpkinhead Ashes to Ashes, and the fourth one's called Pumpkinhead Blood Feud. And that was in 2006. Those are made for television on the Sci-Fi Channel. Yikes. <laughs> and the last that was heard of it was 2017. They were booked. They were going to reboot the series from Saw executive producer Peter Block. 2017. But no happened since then. Yeah, 2017, there was discussion to reboot Pumpkinhead. Huh. I feel like... I feel like if it came out, people wouldn't know that it was a movie already. <laughs> they would or wouldn't? Wouldn't. They yeah. would just think of it as a new movie. It's not like a very successful franchise. It's not as recognizable, you know, obviously as Freddy or Jason, as those movies are. And even Amityville Horror, even though that, like, I feel like we considered, like, a lesser franchise in our opinions, I would say. Everybody knows what it is. Uh, Yeah, everyone knows what it is. Because it's just, like, based on true events, and they've, like, remade it a fucking enough times for people to remember. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. 
Are you gonna... making your own song? Well, there is a song about Pumpkinhead that not not only in this movie but the Misfits. You know the band the Misfits made a song called Pumpkinhead about this movie. And the music video is a bunch of clips from this movie. That's really funny. I did not know that. Yeah, I did. I picked that up in research. It's a, about this thing. You should uh, play the song. Oh, I will. Right, I'll play it underneath. First band I saw in concert. Was it really? Yeah. It's not bad. It's not a first band to see. I was with a bunch of friends and one of my friends' dads, dad, um, and we were at the Congress Theater, which is now closed. <laughs> but apparently being reopened. We'll see. Hey. What did, I guess I would ask you, what did you guys think of the Pumpkinhead Monster? Uh, I know we talked kind of around it, but the actual embodiment um, when you saw it. Uh, you can describe it as if you want as well, if people haven't seen it. A bit disappointing, because I was expecting a pumpkin head, I think. <laughs> so, um, yeah. You know, it was scary, but like in a different way than what I thought. What about you, Peter? Okay, okay. I remember being really impressed with it the first time I saw the movie. Um, I would say not so much this time around. Maybe I've just seen like just more, like better creature features since then. I've still liked it this time around, but like I remember being very impressed with the movie when I first watched it uh, in college because I rented it at at school, and I remember thinking it was pretty sweet. <laughs> What do you think, Matt? First impressions. I thought... Uh, I was looking for a little more of a pumpkin as well. I don't know in what capacity. But I think it was, it's an interesting looking monster. But Pumpkinhead seems like a misdirect a little bit uh, to, to what it was. Uh, scary, it sure, it just seemed like a combination of an alien from the movie Aliens, and it moved like a raptor in Jurassic Park, which Stan Winston <laughs> had, a, had a part in both of those. Hmm, <laughs> very interesting. Yeah. So it was, for instance, when Joel, who was like the asshole guy who killed the kid, like sees his girlfriend dead on the floor and like reaches out for her. And then you see Pumpkinhead like slowly come in the other hallway entrance. I was, I was like, oh, that's a raptor from Jurassic Park. <laughs> oh wait, no, it's just Pumpkinhead. <laughs> it kind of entered the same way. It had like the same height, and it kind of had like the same arms. But I love the raptor scene from Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. In the kitchen. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Do you guys know if this was a box office success or a flop by chance? I'm pretty sure I I'm know. I'm going to assume it's a flop. Yes. <laughs> You're both going flop? 100%. Right. Do you know the... 
Do you know the budget on the film? Not so much. I'm gonna say. Would you guess it's high budget, low budget? Low. I I'm saying I'm saying five million. Okay, five mil. Lindsay, you want to take a stab? Um, definitely on the lower end of things. Let's go for three million. Okay. Okay. Uh, Lindsay would be win by Price's Right rules. Uh, it's three and a half million. Whoa. Was the budget very close? Box office, it was a success. Not not a huge success, but it made back its money. Uh, it made just over like four million dollars, four and a half million. So it made a million dollar profit. I would argue. I mean, I guess probably it's a profit for this movie, but like most movies, I would say today. Granted, this is today's standards. You mm. need to make at least double your money to really, if not more, because you spend so much on marketing. I'm with you. That's true. We should set up criteria for what is a box office flop and success. If it's double the budget, you're a success from now on. I we don't like make the like, squeaking by marginal I like, profits. I feel like that's kind of like the rule of thumb, like right now, is like I always saw it is like you have to make double your budget to like at least cover the costs, obviously of the movie, and and then some extra for the marketing, and then everything after that is bonus that's how i always saw it i don't know where i i got this information from i couldn't tell you but that's how i've thought about it for a few years now did uh did avengers endgame make back their budget was that a success or a flop i'm gonna say it's a success <laughs> was it okay i didn't check yeah. the numbers on it's endgame. it's it's only the the second highest grossing movie of all time. <laughs> well it's the last bit of tid trivia tidbit I have before we want to go into Defender Destroy here um, is this was based off of a poem. I can't find the poem. I don't know if you can but I read that this guy named Ed Justin I believe his name is wrote a poem about Pumpkinhead and that is technically what this film is based on. I never it's did. Ad- it's an adaptation. Just like Mu- right? Just like Mulan is based off a poem. You guys know that. I did know that. I only, yeah, I think I learned that in film class. That's the only reason why. That's the only reason why I know it, too. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure we took the yeah, same class. Yeah, just at different times. <laughs> yeah. Got any more uh, trivia for us? I don't really have anything more to share. If any, if <laughs> well, yeah. I got one thing I'd like to, like, I want everybody to know. Um, I read that the actor dog in this movie is also in Gremlins. So, uh, you know, he was building a nice little career back then. Also, Mayim Bialik is in this movie, I guess, but where? Mayim Bialik Blossom? Let's see. The dog's real name is Mushroom. Aww. I don't know why, but I love that. It's one of the Wallace kids. Uh, Film debut. Oh, what? I didn't know that. Film debut. I didn't even know who that was because I don't watch The Big Bang Theory. Oh, oh, I forgot she was on that too. But Mayim Bialik, she's also, she was Blossom, Mm -hmm. right? 
in the old NBC show. You got yes. it. Before. <laughs> the... yeah, why do you? Why do you know that? <laughs> I'm rewatching Seinfeld, and they're talking about Blossom. They talk about Blossom. Blossom was iconic. Season four, they're in NBC. It's literally a poster behind Jerry and George as they're getting ready to pitch the show about nothing. Blossom. I was like fucking barely alive when that show was on so i don't know how we are basically all the same age so i don't know how i just watched a lot of vh1 back in the day and they had a lot of those countdowns (laughs) so who would like to defend or destroy first matt me again it wasn't you it was Lindsay last time um I will, as I go into this Defend and Destroy, two things I wanted to bring up about the film is we mentioned that Pumpkinhead kind of mercilessly goes after all the kids, even though one's really the bad person. Um, a reminiscent vibe of, I know what you did last summer. Um, one person hits the, the person, throws them in the river. They all kind of talk it out, but really one person was kind of leading that discussion. Thought I'd throw that your way, Lindsay. You know, Freddie Prince Jr. Appreciate it. Big fan. (laughs) Um, And the other thing was one of my favorite lines in this film was right after Pumpkinhead is resurrected and Ed starts to kind of I don't know like convulse or freak out and realize that he's kind of tied to this being, and he yells out to the witch, um, "God, uh, God damn you!" And she responds. He already had. Oh, that was <laughs> chilling. <laughs> it was great. And it cut away. So, with that, I'll, I'll go into my Defender Destroy. I I hadn't seen this movie prior. I'd heard, I would kind of heard it or seen it like on the blockbuster shelves, I feel like, growing up. It was always in the horror section, along with that Jack Frost VHS. That was like the holographic cover, if you remember what I'm talking about. Of course, never forget. Okay, that's just me. I'll commend the movie. I thought the creature was really cool. Um, And the beginning had the atmosphere that was really building to uh, something that I I enjoyed quite a bit. It gave me that Sleepy Hollow vibe, as I said. I really like Sleepy Hollow, but it did lack feel like a full story and then it kind of lost that atmosphere as pete mentioned as the film went on and just kind of became the the creature and it could have used a little more punching up uh, in the storyline but it's creative i enjoyed that but i will destroy pumpkin headed bold Ooh. all right well no mincing words um Honestly, I feel kind of uh, very middle of the road with this one, but since that's not an option, um, I'm going <laughs> to go with Destroy also. Um, I didn't think it was, like, that bad, um, but, you know, in it being a horror film, I thought that it really kind of lacked the suspense that um, I was hoping it would have. Um, I did like how they had, as we mentioned, the tie-in with Pumpkinhead and Harley, you know, making it so personal. Um you know, with the blood connecting them kind of thing. Um, but ultimately, it wasn't enough for me. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a destroy for me. 
That's a good point about uh, it kind of lacked the suspense, I thought, where uh, that I wanted to see with the pumpkin head. It kind of felt always kind of slow. I, I felt like when he was coming into the scene and it, it lacked yeah. that kind of, t- it kind of lacked that terror yeah. that I look for. And like, even Michael has, even though Michael Myers is slow in Halloween, it's ominous when he's on the, in the camera. But also it just has like an amazing soundtrack at the same time. That kind of like oh Pumpkinhead oh I no know. I you know I'm talking about Halloween <laughs> Come on. yeah I do I do all right Peter um it's not looking good for Pumpkinhead pumpkin patch creature whatever you want to call it I don't know what a better name would for it be Alien Two <laughs> mm-hmm. Alien meets Raptor. <laughs> I still think it's a pretty cool monster, even though it's a blatant ripoff of his other creations. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I think ultimately I'm still going to defend this movie, even though I don't like it as much as I did when I first saw it. Like, uh, wasn't as impressed, or basically it was a lesser experience for me <laughs> overall. <laughs> On my second viewing, I would say. Um there's still enough there for me to appreciate like I like the creature and some parts of the atmosphere and it's a fun movie to kind of watch like uh I don't know like watching a big group or like I don't kind of have fun with it so it's just like there's just enough there that keeps me going that's all I got (laughs) that's a great point um that you said it'd be good to watch in like a group of people I there's definitely nothing Halloween in this lore or in this story, but what this podcast did in October was like um, a horror movie every night of October. It would definitely, I think, feel, fall like into that category. Like you're trying to see a new horror movie and it's October. This will definitely cultivate that like October Halloween vibe, and it's one you haven't seen, and it's like one to watch with a bunch of people. But on its own, like in the middle of May and June, I don't know if you want to. Wanted to check into it. <laughs> yeah, it's like one of those like throwaway fear fest that AMC does during Halloween. That they they like okay we we played all the we played all the Michael Myers movies we played all the Jason movies what the hell else do we got uh, we played pumpkin, all the Omens we played pumpkin. the Puppet Masters <laughs> Pumpkin Pumpkinhead. <laughs> I feel like if ever I turned on AMC in the middle of the day during October it was like an Omen. Or Jason Goes to Manhattan. I just watched that for the first time. (laughs) Oh, really? And I would say I very much enjoyed it. (laughs) That is not a unanimous defend or destroy from us today. You have two destroys, one lone defend, our friend Peter. But until next time, get at us on Facebook and Twitter. We'll have news coming your way. Genre, running mini episodes along the way. Get at us on Facebook and Twitter, as well as our website. Let us know if there's any mini episode you'd like us to do, full length episode you'd like us to talk about, and just keep up to date on everything with the podcast on our website. And like us or subscribe on iTunes, it really helps people get the word out about us. But until next time, I am Matt Johnson.